0: also recommend to people, before you write something off as not enjoyable, try it.
1: We need to talk about the fact that some people think that having your period is a total green light and that you could raw dog it without a care in the world. (laughs) Because you can be experimenting with your body when you're on your
0: period to see if things feel differently, to see how you feel, to see if things get messy. So a lot of people don't like talking about vaginal discharge, but it's kind of interesting.
1: Come on. That's, That's right, so let's talk about sex. My name's Maya Billick and I am with Tanya Coons, our inimitable pleasure activist, therapist and just wonderful human, welcome Tanya. <laughs> hey Maya, how good is
0: it to be back on deck?
1: I know, I feel like I haven't seen you in, well I haven't really, but it's been a while and it feels good oh, to finally dear. be back in the chair.
0: Yeah, yeah. We've both been done with COVID and now we're back and fighting. Boom.
1: Hell yeah. And we have a, we're really going in deep on this one this week. We're talking about period sex.
0: Yeah, what a great topic this one is.
1: Well, I think it's just so interesting because there's so many different levels to it and layers.
0: It really is. Yeah, because I was doing a bit of a think about this and, and our producer, Jenna, wrote some really cool questions. Thank you, Jenna. Um, And I'm really, I'm really, really keen to hear from people as well to see if they can text in or give us a call about what their thoughts on period sex are. And, you know, a little bit later, we've got a discussion on, you know, like period um, menstruation blood versus other body fluids mm. i would really be interested in people's opinions on that and what what is period blood different to anything else and why is it perceived differently
1: yeah totally don't be shy 0409 945 945 is the number to the text sign any questions you might have relating to our discussion on period sex today
0: yeah. go ham, well, comments. Go Even ham. comments yeah
1: now uh, tanya I think we should should get just right stuck into it. And when I think of, you know, this topic in general, I think of the fact that lots of people who menstruate tend to be feeling extra horny when they're on their period. Why do you think that is? Because surely it is a bit of a, um, you know, oxymoron or conflict and goes against our biological urge to breed. Well,
0: yeah, I think it's it's more common to get horny just... Before, at, before your period, at the time of ovulation. But really it can be horny at any time because you've got hormones that are cycling around and everybody's slightly different and everybody responds to their own hormones slightly differently as well. So your hormones play a pretty big role and you've got estrogen and testosterone levels that increase during ovulation. So they will definitely trigger a rise or more likely trigger a rise in libido. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. You, you want to, uh, Ovulation is a high time of fertility. That's like being the eggs coming out. We want some little sperm swimming around. So that's a good time to be horny. But hormones vary throughout the cycle. And it could definitely be the reason why people feel horny when they're on their period. However, there's a ton of other things that I think is going on in the background. A lot of people know that there's a reduced pregnancy risk when they're menstruating. The highest chance of getting pregnant comes from having vaginal sex two days before ovulation. Having penile vaginal sex in the days just before your period can reduce the risk of pregnancy quite a bit. So sometimes simply knowing this, people are like, yeah, right, this is a good time, let's get on it, right? But it is really, really important to remember that it is still possible to conceive in this time. So yes, it's less risky, but it's not 100% safe. So if you don't wanna get pregnant, please take precautions. Totally. Yeah. And then there were some other things that I was paddling around researching. Um, Pre-period discharge. So a lot of people don't like talking about vaginal discharge, but it's kind of interesting. And it lets you know what's happening in your body. So before your period, it tends to be a white discharge and full of cells that are being shed from the body. And at other times it might look clear. But when you get this increased amount of discharge, it can result in more lubrication in the body. And that allows the genital area to feel more sensitive. And for some people, they're a lot more in tune to that and it can lead to feelings of arousal. So some folks are going to notice a discharge, feel more lubricated, feel more horny. Other people, pre-period bloating. A lot of us whinge about that, but um, it can actually put pressure on your G-spot. So yeah, it leads people right. feeling particularly horny during their period because of the increase in blood flow to the pelvic and genital regions. And um, you've got a urethric sponge around the urethra and that can swell up. It gets sensitive and engorged, gorge. It's erectile tissue. So if there are swellings and nerve endings being pushed around there, it's going to have that nice little tingly sort of horny feeling that people associate. So many people, when they experience bloating, can also feel a little bit more horny um and yeah pressuring on that g-spot makes it extra sensitive um mm, lots of reasons
1: yeah right um shout out to the person on 0409 945, 945 who said guy here i love period sex partner gets more sensitive just put a towel down and yeah. uh i think you know props to you one for taking that in it's gutsy. Yes. but also Thank tanya you. I've read that having sex on your period can reduce the feeling of any cramps. Do you think there are any like subtle or maybe unassuming benefits here?
0: Yes, yes. Um, I mean, yes, sex can definitely help alleviate PMS symptoms. Um, Having an orgasm is known to relieve physically painful symptoms of PMS, right? Because it, it releases... Mood-boosting endorphins. So we always say that sex has slightly analgesic properties. So it helps with headaches, migraines, and pain in the body, right? So when you think about it, PMS symptoms can be cramping, can be sort of feeling bloated, can be not feeling so good. So having a, a mood-boost kind of release is really going to help with that sort of stuff. And there was actually a study done in 2013 on migraines. I've, I've read a few studies actually around um, headaches can actually, you know, definitely be um, positively impacted mm. when um, having sex. So it's not bad. And, you know, people say, oh, not tonight, I've got a headache. Incorrect. You should be like, let's do it tonight. I've got a headache
1: because <laughs> it's
0: it a solution to your problem there.
1: <laughs> Love it. All right, we're going to be right back with more Let's Talk About Sex and diving a little deeper on the chances of getting pregnant while having sex on your period specifically how high that chance is so yeah. don't go anywhere here is some jamaica moana out of sydney with sia and a very quick shout out to gus from sydney who's enjoying the show thank you so much for listening
0: so if you do the most I'll easily say See ya. you know that i'm the one and i will always be ya
1: All right, Jamaica Moana with Sia, a bit of a legend in the local ballroom scene. They're co-founder of the Western Sydney ballroom event, West Ball. My name's Maya Bilic, I'm with Tanya Coons, and we are chatting on Let's Talk About Sex, about period sex. Now, a little earlier, Tanya, you mentioned actually that there is a very big chance of getting pregnant while having your period and having sex. Not, no, no,
0: well, while ovulating. While well, ovulating,
1: yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think, you know, it, we need to talk about the fact that some people think that having your period is a total green light and that you could, quote, unquote, raw dog it without a care in the world. But <laughs> can you really have sex safely without contraception while you're on your period?
0: Um. Well, you know, I always make that joke. What do you call people who use the rhythm method? parents right? <laughs> yeah, because it's not 100% you know it it is it is like if people are taking a temperature and they know their bodies really well it can be one of the safest times to have unprotected sex but there is no 100% safe time mm. so i think people you know it's a little bit risky and we all take risks lots of people take risks with whether they're using contraception whether they're using protection whatever they're doing But I think you always need to know that there's a small chance. I mean, sperm can be remarkably resilient and last sometimes swimming in the tube. So it's best to be cautious. And then there are other things. Like sometimes a girl, uh, um, a person starts bleeding and they think it's their period, but it might actually be bleeding from ovulation because sometimes people bleed at that time. And that's the time where you're very likely to get pregnant. So Mm. that could be a very big miscalculation. Um, And sometimes ovulation happens before the bleeding from the period has stopped also danger danger it can get very pregnant in that time (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes it will happen just within a few days after the period's over and again if you've got some good swimmers in there they can fertilize an egg for up to three days after they've been swimming along so if you have sex on the last day of your period and then ovulate in the next few days you might have some very ambitious sperm in there that could do the job they're intended to do right? So there are some reasons. I can't give you the percentage stat reasons. I don't think there's research on that, but we all know that these things can happen. Hmm. So it's tricky. I mean, they might be very rare, but you don't really want to bank on that.
1: No, especially if you're not ready for it. Uh, But what about STIs? Does um, Does having your period rather decrease your chances of contracting one?
0: No, no, it does not. (laughs) Um, Most STIs are transmitted in body fluids and period sex is just that, right? So sex on your period for some folks, it can mean avoiding penetrative or internal activities, which then could reduce your chances of transmission. But it's not a safe assumption that having a period will reduce chances of contracting STIs. Please don't do that. Please take all of your safer sex precautions when you're having sex.
1: Now, um, not to preemptively call out some people here, but um, I think it's pretty safe to say that I've had some conversations. You listening might have had some conversations. And Tanya, you're definitely aware that there (laughs) have been uh, some men who will be grossed out by that idea of period sex, but be very willing to try anal sex. Why do you think for some people certain fluids are quote-unquote okay, but others aren't? Yes, this
0: is a a big question and an interesting one. It's kind of the same concept that some folks are happy to put their jizz out there into the world, onto people's bodies, into people's bodies and faces, but for some reason period blood is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm looking at that going, well, how so? They're both body fluids, right? So the only way I think that these views came into place are social constructs. And once again, we're in the territory of shaming women for their bodies. And how can we shame women for something that occurs naturally, once a month, for a large part of their lives? What's yucky about this? Why is jizz okay? Why is anal fluid okay? Um, but not but not period blood, right? Momentum fluid. So it and also, there's an idea out there that it seems the person who is having the period is still expected to do pleasurable things to their partner, but often, very often, this isn't reciprocated or even considered. And I'm like, well, why is that? Are these patriarchal constructs of men's pleasure being prioritized over everyone else? And I use the term men deliberately here right mm-hmm. so we want to we want to sort of think about that uh, I think sometimes people haven't even thought outside the box it's just been like oh periods no mm. you, you know it's like periods that means I get a blowjob and you get nothing and it's like wait a minute let's back up back up back up there's plenty of wonderful beautiful things that you can do sometimes people find any kind of body fluid squicky. okay I understand that But if some are okay and some are not, that's kind of curious. You want to bring your curiosity to that.
1: Mm. Now we'll be right back going into the graceness and what you should be (laughs) saying to someone if they are feeling that way about period sex. So don't go anywhere. Any questions? 0409 945 945 is the number. This one's from Kubu out of Palestine and it needs a language warning. It's called Halal.
0: I'm
1: We are on Let's Talk About Sex here on Mornings with me, Maya Bilic, and we are chatting period sex with our resident sexologist, Tanya Koons. Now, Tanya, we've been talking about the biology to it and that, in fact, if you are going to pursue period sex, to be extra careful because there is still a very high chance of getting pregnant or contracting an STI, But what would you say to someone who was a bit grossed out by all the blood?
0: Hmm, Okay. Yeah, I was just mentioning before the break, I do understand that some folks are squeamish about body fluids. Yeah. Some have been taught disgust from family or church, friends, previous lovers. Like if you've been shamed for your body, uh, you think about that again and become almost apologetic about it. Some folks aren't in touch with their own bodies either, you know, because I think a lot of people who really enjoy um, period sex or, you know, just this the smell of people, the taste of people, that the whole sort of fluid thing, they're more caught up with um, not apologising for bodies and what they should look like, feel like, smell like. They're caught up with pleasure and their interest in desire to give their partner pleasure and be in that moment, I find. Mm. It's when we get up in our heads, we start to... Um, think about things and we, we we're much more influenced by other people and as i said before i'm really curious about what body fluids are okay and why blood is not right and there might be some good reasons out there There might not so it's going to precipitate some interesting conversations so if you turn your conversation to pleasure rather than yuck <laughs> You're going to see what's possible. So rather than focusing on feeling squeaked out, it might be like, oh, you're on your period. I still want to be intimate with you, but I'm not sure how involved I want to get with menstrual blood. Mm. Right? So let's have a chat about what is possible because always there's pleasure in what is possible. If you start talking about what's not possible, it can come with shame or, or feeling bad or feeling like you're missing out. Yeah also recommend to people before you write something off as not enjoyable try it a lot of people are like you know um, menstrual blood it's it's like extra lubricant at this time uh, i feel extra free like it, for the person who is having their period they can feel really cherished and adored if their partners like engaging with their body no shame no inhibitions it's a really loving wonderful gift that you can give someone to say your body's fine no matter what it's doing
1: i love it now, say someone listening, they and their partner have decided that they're going to get down and jiggy with it while someone's on their period. What are some tips you have for if it gets messy?
0: Great. So, and this is, I think this is what a lot of the people worry about things. You know, I talk, lots of people come and talk to me about making a mess when they're squirting, for example, and they get really worried, and embarrassed, and apologize for their body. This is the same kind of deal. So, you can wear a cup or a cap. There's a number of modern designs now that simultaneously catch blood and allow penetration. So just ensure the one that you use falls into that category. Do a little bit of reading and see what's what. Uh, Lay a dark-coloured towel on the bed if you're worried about staining your sheets. A towel is going to soak up any leaks at all. Um, And, you know, it's not going to look like a murder scene if you put down a a nice dark-coloured towel. Um, Alternatively, you can have sex somewhere that's easy to clean, like a shower or a bath right? Things can just rinse off. Use a condom. It won't stop large leaks, but it can prevent any undiagnosed STIs from being transmitted. This is what we were talking about before, and it does protect against pregnancy. But I think the one you'll always hear from me is communicate with your partner, always. Talk to them about any worries you have beforehand you know once you're getting down to it try and keep those communication channels open as well don't be afraid to ask for things mm. uh, and if you're worried just say do you mind if i stop and check right totally. It's okay it's okay to take a little break grab some lube you know if you need to use lube um, use water-based lubricant because uh, that's good if you're using condoms uh, don't under any circumstances wear a tampon. Right, a lot of people think this is a very obvious way to stop blood flow, but if you're doing anything penetrative, it can get pushed further and further inside you, and you might wind up needing to visit a doctor to get it out. Right, so no sex, no period sex with tampons, take them out, do you know everything out using a cup? Yes, use a towel. There's a fantastic towel you can, uh, it's like a chamois, it's called the Kylie. And it's from a company called Liberator. So you can pop that on the bed. It's good for people who squirt as well. And it just soaks up all the fluids. You can wring it out in the sink and throw it in the wash and flip it out again next time you want to use it. It's very easy. It's it's not big and unwieldy. Uh, I recommend looking into a few things like that to just effortlessly flip on the bed and get on with the things that you're doing. (laughs)
1: <laughs> We're going to pop a link up to the Kylie at fbiradio.com <laughs> slash programs if you are interested. Uh, don't go anywhere, though. We're going to come back with some final thoughts on period sex right after this next track. Uh, Anna Johannesburg needing a language warning. This is Strip Club. Come give
0: the girls cash. Come with the racks for ass bitches on the crime. Bad bitches really fight. Bad bitches hustle high.
1: Make it hard. Bad shout out to Ali from Enmore on 0409 945 945 who on the topic of period sex on today's let's talk about sex said i think most people who hold these double standards about bodily fluids don't realise that they've internalised a long tradition of Western religions which consider menstruation and female bleeding as shameful and lesser. Tanya, what do you think about this comment?
0: Ali, you're on the money.
1: And it's really interesting because
0: it's shameful to have your period, but yet it's a beautiful gift from God to have a baby. Totally. You know, what's going on there? I mean, that's a kind of messy business as well, but that's okay. Mm. Um, so yeah it's not great i think we need to celebrate something that happens to a, half the people on the planet once a month and it puts them in touch with the moon and the cycles and the planet many things you know it's not something that sh- we shouldn't be shaming our bodies for doing things that come naturally
1: totally yeah. totally oh,
0: yeah.
1: um <laughs> we had another person on 0409 945 945 ask if we have any info on Those little sponges people put in their vaginas for period sex, which Tanya, you were saying just to swipe it into Old Faithful, Google?
0: Yeah, I don't have anything to hand, but I think if you pop it in there, you'll find some things. And then also around the cups. There's quite a lot of um, choices around cups and also period underwear. There's there's a whole bunch of things now. It's not just tampons or pads. There's many, many more things out there. So do a little bit of research and see what's going to work for you.
1: Mm, I will say... Period-proof underwear, game changer. Uh-huh. If uh, a menstrual cup isn't necessarily your vibe, or you haven't quite figured out how it works for you, you haven't figured out the right one, yeah, give it a go. In, yeah, some people don't like
0: the invasive nature of cups and things like that. Other people are like, yeah, this is great, and it's it's good for the planet and excellent.
1: Mm. Now, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Let's Talk About Sex, which is a segment here on Mornings about sexual health, pleasure, wellness, and so much more. And Tanya and I have been talking about, you guessed it, period sex. We've been going through some of the biology, but I want to ask Tanya, what if you want to masturbate while you're on your period?
0: Excellent. Do it. (laughs) Other than,
1: um, you know, I don't know,
0: yeah, sometimes an orgasm could encourage or kick off menstruation if you're right at the beginning of your cycle. But there's, there's, there's no there's no evidence to suggest that masturbation is going to induce your periods. Um, I would prepare the same way you would if you were going to have sex with a partner. So keep a towel or some wet wipes nearby. Maybe you, you know, get, get the Liberator, from the, the Cardi from Liberator. Um, wear a menstrual cap, not a tampon. Um, And you can focus on clitoral stimulation if you don't want to do anything penetrative. If you're going to use toys, put a condom over them and make sure you clean them afterwards to make sure that you're preventing the possibility of any infections or spreading infections. Mm -hmm. We always talk about that. But, you know, I think that's a great thing to do because you can be experimenting with your body When you're on your period to see if things feel differently to see how you feel to see if things get messy how would you deal with that with the partner you can do all of this on your own and be like "Mm, okay i think i can handle this ah, ah, that's a little bit dicey territory for me i think i can only go this far but you will have been experimenting on your own
1: Mm.
0: and not experiencing anybody else's shame or judgment around that
1: Mm. now last question before we run out of time Say you're listening and you're thinking, gosh, okay, I'm really either, you know, exploring the idea of trying new different things or listening and thinking, okay, this is really affirmed that this is something I don't want to do, for example. Yep. There are, you know, ways that people are up for trying new things or down to clown for some acts and not others. But what are some good ways to get creative here?
0: Cool. I really love this question because you don't want to take intimate connection off the table altogether if you don't have to, and you certainly don't have to because I talk to lots of people and they're like, oh yeah, for seven days around my period, there's no sexual activity. I'm like, well, that's, that's a little bit sad. So the first thing to remember is that sex is not penetration. That is intercourse uh, and various other penetrative things. Uh, but there are a whole lot of things that you can do that are sexy, delicious, Intimate and connective, right? So some folk are okay with penetration around periods, but not oral sex. It's really as individual as we all are. So you can experience an erotic charge from absolutely any part of your body. This mm-hmm. is what I really love. People are like, what do you mean? It's not just the genitals. I'm like, oh no, not at all. So focus on different parts of your body and giving your partner pleasure, or allowing your partner to pleasure you. Consider breast massage, right? Consider anal massage. And anal massage <laughs> is such a relaxing thing that you can do. You can do it internal or external. So even just grabbing someone's butt and rubbing your hands over them, sliding your hands between their butt cracks and just generally relaxing that area. The anal sphincters are the first part of your body that actually um, experience stress. So the, that's if you're scared or there's tension coming, your butt will clench up. All right, so if you can relax your butt, there are sphincters all the way through your body, from your anus to your mouth. And if you relax the anal sphincters, then they'll start to relax all the sphincters all the way through your body. So an anal massage can be one of the most relaxing, wonderful things you can do. There you go. There's a thing called a rosebud massage where you just take your finger and around, um, just around the outside sphincter, press gently and massage. You don't have to go in at all. Uh, that can feel very nice and relaxing. If you're wondering if somebody's ready to go and you can rest your finger or your thumb there and when their anus relaxes enough, it'll just gently suck in the digit. You don't have to do anything. No pushing, no nothing. Your body will just go, hello and welcome. So, and if it doesn't do that, not ready. Easy peasy, right? Mm. Um, But think about different kinds of skin touch. Be curious how different parts of your body and your partner's body respond to different types of touch. You can try some BDSM or kink play. Right, that can be super duper sexy and not have anything to do with penetrative things. Right, and we're always saying here, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. But seriously, that creates a safety that makes things so much more easier than being locked in your head, worrying about, oh my god, what if I leak? What if my partner doesn't like this? What if, what if my partner feels ashamed because I don't really want to get involved with blood? All that sort of stuff. If you have a chat about it you can then focus on what's possible rather than worrying about what's not possible. And it's much more sexy to be thinking about and playing in the realm of what is possible.
1: Mm. That's really up to you. Totally. I think that's the best thing to take away. Talk about it if you're uncomfortable and go from there.
0: Absolutely. Think about what's possible. There's always something possible that's kind of cute and sexy.
1: Mm. Tanya, thank you so much for your time again today today. Uh, Let's talk about sex every second Monday here on Mornings on FBI Radio 94.5 FM. And you can listen back wherever you get your podcasts from or at our website, fbiradio.com. Tanya, we'll be back in a fortnight with some new cheeky discussions.
0: (laughs) Always cheeky and always fun.
1: all right thank you so much for coming through and shout out to you if you text it in on 0409 945 945 we're gonna drop into some aching drum Robbie's Modern Life is coming up so don't go anywhere